correctly with the correct amount. D20 Radio, where gamers roll. You're listening to Shared Sagas, an Australian RPG actual play podcast. This podcast features adult language and adult themes. Listener discretion is advised. Greetings and welcome to Shared Sagas. This is going to be session 11 of our Waterdeep Dragon Heist run-through. My name is Tom, I will be your friendly GM slash DM as per usual. Let's go around the table and meet our players for today. Hi, I'm Ben. I'm playing Lyle Hedgehearth, a trickster cleric of Timora. Who is also a halfling. Also a halfling. Look, I don't bring it up. Yeah, we're bringing race into this, Tom. I think it's weird that you do. <laughs> Constantly bringing race into it. Always. I'm Nick. I'm playing Nick Locke, the better half of the Locke twins. A half-elf who is also a rogue. Who's also a charming rogue. A charming rogue. Well, thank you. Thank well, you for yes. saying so. Yes, indeed. My name is Nadia. I am playing Jez Locke, the more sensible of the Locke twins. She is a half-elf rogue as well. Uh, she is somewhat of the more forward criminal type. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're both criminals. <laughs> to you look it. But to I be just, clear. I'm just you... more clearly a criminal. <laughs> you wear it on your sleeve. That's right. She doesn't even have sleeves. I'm proud. <laughs> she can't afford them. She spent all her money on booze. Which of the Locke twins was born first? Oh, this is a good question. All right, we will fight this out during the week and come back to you next episode, podcast. <laughs> I feel like it should be me because yeah, I'm I clearly thought, yeah, the leader. I feel like it should be me because I'm clearly the leader. I'm the face of the operation. This is so funny. You know what? I imagine that because, like, like to, to sort of breed the healthy yeah, competition no, yeah, we, that all that, that your family seems to be um, obsessed with, I imagine that maybe, like, your dad told yeah. Jez that you were secretly, born first. Yeah. Secretly, just so you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And your That's mom, exactly what has happened. And your mom told Nick that he was born first. And we came out of the womb like bitch slashing each other. Strangling each other with the umbilical cords. <laughs> knock it off! <laughs> Alright, knock it off, knock it off. Elves uh, famously developed very early and we had the arm muscles to strangle each other in utero. <laughs> arm wrestling. <laughs> okay. I hate you. I hate you. That's great. Okay, so as we begin our scene today, we are in media res, in the middle of things, as they say. First of all, we need to explain the untimely absence of Sam and Mark playing Hurst and Izzy. So what I thought we would begin with is the following. So first of all, if you recall really quickly from last week, you had just battled an evil undead groundskeeper with a pitchfork and two kind of strange- hellhound. And was this like... in real life or in the game? Both. Sitting there, of course, in the in the barracks, in the, in the soldiers' barracks, surrounded by some corpses, blood splattered everywhere, the remnants of the inky black shadow that had emanated from these strange beings are slowly evaporating. We will say that from the building in which you recall, the Bragon Darth contingent went to investigate the absence of the, the Xanathar guild, who are mm-hmm. investigating the presence of who you suspect to be the Zentarum, and then also likewise being followed by the pigeons which you strongly suspect were actually imps in disguise so many many factions at play pigeons the, 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 the pigeons thank you perfect nice. so they are now pigeons what men throw that shit up <laughs> we, I love pigeons <laughs> pigeons is great. So great pigeons okay great so the pigeons and that's why I'm the leader <laughs> no we will say that at this point there is a small explosion 
that comes from the house adjacent, the one that the break on Darth and the pigeons uh, had gone into. Mm. And maybe at that point, you think it'd be prudent to send Hurst and Izzy to investigate that while you investigate the commotion that's going on in the main Gralhan villa. Just to explain why they're absent. Is it perfect? No, but that's 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 how... Also, remember, there's at least a 30% chance that they set the explosion for a chance that they could run off and have a romantic tryst. <laughs> we will find out whether that theory is true when they return. We will. We'll, we'll, talk to, we'll definitely talk to them about that in particular. So, as we begin our scene proper, we see Hurst and Izzy run across the, the front lawn, scamper over over the walls. Meanwhile, there is still the sound of ringing of blades on blades and what sounds to be like a consistent sort of yelling and bashing. So it sounds like essentially having heard such things before, your best guess is that somewhere within the house there is simultaneously a sword fight going on, but also in a separate location you think that there is somebody trying to bash down a door. Refresh memory. Our hooded Peppy Le Pew friend, guy with the beard and streaked with white, he's here, is he not? Erstil Floxen, as a Zentarum lieutenant who was... Ex-Zentarum now, I believe. Well, you don't know. Apparently. We've heard a lot of nonsense yeah. yeah, but the guard that we just saved said something to the effect that uh, he's gone rogue so, while well, also well, having the rogue class. Exactly right. So you're not entirely sure what the situation was there. Hmm. You know that he, Ursula Floxen, was staying here at the mansion uh, and working with the Grohans, mm-hmm. who supposedly were working together with for the Zentarum. Apparently, after this incident in the alleyway with the fireball and the nimble right, had yeah. something of a falling out. Mm-hmm. Possibly this is because of the fact that Ursula was injured in said explosion. Maybe that wasn't part of the plan. Maybe it was. And that was the Grohans trying to turn on him. Yep. Whatever. The point is, what you heard was he then came back to the mansion, was angry while wounded, the Gralhans had the guards attack and capture him. Yep. He escaped from his imprisonment, supposedly, and then returned just recently, like just not mm. half an hour ago, right as the sun was setting, yes. to infiltrate and no doubt, who knows, seek some vengeance, maybe rec- reclaim something that bit was of, taken from bit him. Bit of vengeance. Yeah, bit of vengeance, maybe reclaiming some important property. Who knows? And the groundskeeper was like his ally. No, the groundskeeper belongs to the Gralhans. So the Gralhans definitely had him as their creepy, evil groundskeeper. Yet the groundskeeper is attacking the men-at-arms that are situated in the Grauhans estate. As far as you know, the groundskeeper was attacking you for coming in. Okay. And then also, you don't know whether whether he was defending the infiltrators or whether he was defending, you know, the actual Grauhan guards. Because that that fight between the infiltrators and the Grauhan guards had occurred in the, well, is actually occurring now. And, you know, as far as you have no idea on what side the, the groundskeeper was essentially involved in that conflict. Okay. Definitely attacked you, though. That's for yes. sure. Yes, yes, he did. All right, we have no course in this race as far as sword fights go. No. We are, on the other hand, very good at breaking into things. I say we head there. Three of us are thieves. Possibly three out of three, if you count Jez. Um, <laughs> let's go Let's go deal with this nimble right and steal back that cucumber quotient. So, there is the front door. The front door itself is a large, grand door, typical of these noble manors. The so the door looks as though it has been forced open, mm-hmm. but is now you know mostly closed, as though it was closed behind them. You can also hear that there is some commotion coming from near the top of the manor, and there's also some commotion coming from I guess deeper in within the center of the manor. If you had to guess, you'd mm-hmm. guess probably about the second floor. Shall we sneak it? I think um, we're gonna have to. I think we should. You you certainly can. Right. Uh, it'll take a, take a little longer if you're not rushing in. That's okay. Some some more things will play out, uh, but you'll have the option of uh, sneaking. Five. Have you doubled down on your expertise? 
expertise as far as stealth goes, uh, Nadia? I've got a pretty good stealth She's going stealthier on, yeah. than I am. I'm just too pretty and glamorous. Well, I'm going to... Tamara's going to help with that. I'm going to be you, uh, his blessing. <laughs> yeah, he needs it. <laughs> so I'm going to gonna help you with being pretty. <laughs> so, makeover. so as to pull attention from him. Yes. Uh, no, in this case, it's advantage. Oh, advantage. Yes, but I am giving myself guidance uh, so that I can add 1d4. Excellent. Um... Well, it's a pretty good thing you did. I still didn't remember brilliantly. I'm a glamorous 13. God, Tomorrow can only do so much. I'm an unnatural 20. Just to be clear, which way are you going mm-hmm. to seek ingress into this place? Through the front door? Yep. Are you climbing, you scaling the outside? I, going... I would suggest we clamber up the side mm-hmm. and look to make our way in from there. I'm hoping that we'll be able to see maybe through some windows and kind of can scope out the place mm-hmm. a little bit on our way up and around. Right. Okay. So stealthing up the side. So there are many different ways in which you can scale the outside. In fact, there are vines. It's a very gothy looking manner, right? The Grauhans certainly aren't doing a great job of not appearing to be a, you know, creepy, sinister noble family because, I mean, apart from the fact that they have a strange undead groundskeeper, there's lots of, you know, very sort of Halloween themed trees and there's some creeping vines that that scale up on the outside. So you've got a very easy entrance if, if you want to scale up on the outside. To the mm. point where I'm not going to make you even roll an athletics or acrobatics check because you can really climb up the vines about as easily as you could a ladder. The stealth check will be relevant though. So what was the final score for everyone's stealth? 20 for Jez. Good. 13. Mm-hmm. 21. Okay, so with a group stealth check, that is definitely sufficient. So step one is you scale a tree and some vines to get up to the second floor balcony because over the front, just a little bit to the left of the front door, there is a large stone vine shrouded balcony. The kind of balcony you see on the front of Daniel Steele novels with Fabio. Or Romeo and Juliet. Exactly so. Now, it is from just in here, through some curtains and so forth, that you can hear that there is definitely the sounds of a scuffle happening. You can, you can hear some, you know, screams, cries of alarm, the telltale sounds of magic being cast, the telltale sign, uh, sounds of steel clashing upon steel and unfortunately skewering bodies. I was going to say, generally my imagination of a scuffle doesn't involve screams. Well, sure. A scuffle's more like a... Wait, 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 wait. It's more like... Jesus, you're There's so much blood. Oh, I don't want to die. This is one of the scuffle. Mother. This is this really escalated. <laughs> it's escalated. So, so the the second. So that that's option one is you can go in through the balcony. Okay. Yep. The third floor, however, you can hear what sounds like some bashing, and that's yes. going to be an extra bit of a climb. But and there's no balcony up there, but there are windows, but windows that do look barred and closed and so forth. So you'll probably have to potentially smash your way in more violently up there but you have the option really quickly because you know time is still of the essence do you want to come in on the second floor through this balcony or would you prefer to uh, test your luck and climb higher let's go higher okay let's avoid the screaming escalated scuffle no absolutely that's that's a perfectly reasonable Band-in, by the way escalated scuffle as- yes as you proceed up to the top okay so you th- there is a shuttered and curtain drawn set of large double windows they do have bars on them so at this point yeah. you are going to need to basically rip them off and smash your way through not an untenable task but something that will cause noise are there screws in there yeah. can I take a second to just unscrew each of the, the attachments and then we mm. can uh, lower it down with a rope so that it you know doesn't make a bang 
Actually, you know what? If you were to throw it down to the front lawn, that would be quiet enough. You could mm. throw it into the bushes. That That's not really the issue. The issue with the noise was ripping the thing off. So, you know what? That's a really creative, interesting idea. So I'm definitely going to allow it. Now, the, the, the cost here will be time. Mm. It'll take mm. a lot longer to unscrew quietly than it will be to just try to rip off. It was three of us working on it, though. Even so. Just I mean, two. I don't think Lyle, because we've only got thieves tools times two. True. Yeah, I have thieves tools. Oh, okay. I think we've all got thieves tools. You're all proficient so in thieves tools. So I mean, that should speed it up by about times three realistically well you know what let's let's ask the dice how long it yes. takes depending on how well you roll it will not it, it look either way this is going to happen mm. the, the rolls are simply going to determine how, how quickly how long it takes okay exactly exactly so are you I assume deforing anyone or blessing anyone or ability check does an ability check extend to tool proficiency yes oh most certainly if you need it um what, what will we roll for that is it a sleight of hand um, it'd be pro- it'd proficiency Plus five. So if you are proficient in thieves tools, which yes, you are, yes. and it'll be dexterity. Yes, okay. dexterity. All right. Yes. So plus five then. You need yeah. it. No, I, that's pretty that's good. Fair. Actually, you should still be under effect of it. It hasn't taken us a minute. Oh no, yet. no, 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 no. Twenty-two for Jez. Okay. I've practiced more on the talking side and got an eleven. Okay. Less with the dirty tradesman stuff. No, that's okay. And Twenty. Twenty. Okay, great. So you know what? It, it really only takes about a minute or so. In that minute, what you can hear very clearly is what's, what sounds like some deep guttural voice just sort of saying like, just do it. Come on. Harder. Put your back into it. And then bang, bang, bang. And this sounds... Is this a bedroom we're walking in on? <laughs> Surprisingly, actually it is, but <laughs> you know... <laughs> oh, I'm so terribly sorry. Uh, we were looking... Judgment. <laughs> no judgment. No judgment here. You know. But it's not, it's not what you think, but so... The voice sounds familiar. The voice sounds like Erstal Floxen. Okay, mm. uh, a very gruff voice that you recall from when you were overheard him the time that Jez stole his dagger, which you're still wielding. Hilarious. <laughs> that, that might freak him out if you <laughs> brandish that. So soon the metal grating on the outside of the window has been deftly removed, and you just let it down into the bushes below. It makes a, cra- uh, a slight crunching sound, but look, it's so far away and there's so much noise going on in here that you're actually okay. With that then, you s- silently open the windows and push the curtains aside and you find yourself in a dark, effectively a dark corridor. You can see that there is a huge set of, of, st- of sweeping internal stairs that lead up to this location here. You're effectively on a landing right before what you estimate, judging by how beautiful and grandiose the door is, that this would probably be the door to the master bedroom. Out the front of it, you can see that there are no less than five Zentarum-looking figures, mm. you know, men and women, all human, not, not an elf or dwarf or halfling amongst them, all dressed very much for nighttime infiltration, so they're doubling down on the, you know, the, the black leather armor and the dark hoods and, you know, more sort of quiet weaponry like short swords and rapiers and all that kind of thing. Now, two of them, a man and a woman who look very tired and disgruntled, have essentially got a large stone bust, sort of a statue, mm-hmm. top half of a statue, a stone bust of a gentleman's head who you don't recognize, and are trying to use that to smash through this door, which so far appears to be barricaded because the, the lock and the hinges have long since been smashed asunder. Mm-hmm. And so now really there's just this really thick, probably magically enhanced wooden door. Mm-hmm. It's just slowly and slowly they are working their Way through. They will have it open very, very shortly, really any any moment now. And then you can see Erstal as well, who, you know, unsurprisingly perhaps is, is sort of sitting back and looking rather bored, but also impatient at this whole endeavor. He seems very eager. He looks angry. He is at least a little bit wounded. You can see that while he's recovered from his fireball blast, he still has half of his beard burnt off and half of his hair. And he is still bearing the scars of injury. 
So he seems to have healed, but not entirely. He is, just a re recap on him, he basically looks like slightly, a sort of a heavy set, middle-aged rogue, right? Mm. So somebody who was a very burly rogue in his, in his yeah. prime, but now is, you know, rocking a bit of the dad bod. He's got a black beard, which is streaked with sort of shock white stripes of white, which give him a sort of that sort of skunk beard appearance. Pepe mm -hmm. Lapierre. Pepe yes, indeed. Uh, but otherwise, you know, r relatively tall and broad-shouldered, and he is wielding a rather large sword for a rogue. It's sort of a bastard sword, like a, a yeah. very large, broad thing he his belt is currently absent of the gold dagger that Jez of course has on her person and that's it so when you sneak in you can see this they have not seen you your stealth check was sufficient that by the group they are so distracted while clearly uh, the rest of the cleanup uh, has occurred downstairs it sounds like the fight is actually coming from the stairs themselves so what do you do uh, stairs and stairs leading up to the third floor so they're fighting on the second you are the so yes yeah, so, so currently you are fighting on the no, no so you, you're on the third floor correct and so the you can hear the stairs lead from the third to the second and yep. that, that's where the fight's taking place just giving me an idea as to how many floors we've got before it spills over to us Oh, I see what you mean. So they are still a floor below, so they yeah. would take a couple of rounds to get up here, should, sure. they, should they wish. But yeah, you burst out. You are sitting there in the darkness of this landing. Yes. Their, their backs are largely to you. What do you do? So we're on the opposite side of the door as well. There was no entry that let us into that room. Now that you've seen this place, yeah. if you wanted, you can, I mean, climb back out and go around to the window uh, of the room that they're breaking into. That That's not a um, reasonable thing if you want to take that time. Up to you completely. There was no way to tell from the outside what the situation yeah, was. I mean, exactly I, that. No, I, I, I just... I took the default that you were going to be climbing in through the front. The first window that we yeah, saw yeah, would have been absolutely. what we climbed through. So yeah, absolutely, yeah. that makes sense. But having said that, though, yeah. if you, once again, time is of the essence. Do you do you want to climb clamber out and around the side of the building? I feel like taking on six of them, including a named opponent, is probably not a. We're thieves. Yeah, let's let's do it. All right, so back out you go. Um, so with now, one thing I will give you is I'll give you advantage if if it comes to the fact that you're going to have to try to quietly take off the screws. The screws, yes, of the other uh, windows. Yep. That'll be with advantage because you, you just you've just done it. It's it's the same make and model. So with that though, you scramble back out into the <laughs> into the windy, raining evening. By the way, a storm cracks overhead dramatically, and as we as we see our three figures, you know, sort of Spider-Man climbing around the side of the building. Still not enough to make you roll. There's still enough vines and uh, really easy places to find purchase. I'm not going to um, make it difficult for you to do so. But as you make your way around, the lightning crackles in the background, lighting you up the rain is pelting down upon you as you make your way around to this other room and you can see in here that that there this room is lit so through the curtains and the shutters this is clearly the room that they're trying to smash into mm. you can see a couple of shadows inside so there's at least a couple of figures in here moving around but okay. more details mm. than that you cannot discern Got it. let's give a roll to see how quickly all right, guidance again for you, Nick. Thank you. Why are you rolling on advantage, though? Because he said we could have advantage. Oh, you have advantage. Oh, sorry, my apologies. Because you've literally just done this with the other window. Sweet. All right. I just rolled a 16 twice. <laughs> well, at least you're consistent. Yeah, give it up for that. 17 overall. Okay. Uh, 22. 21. Okay. Once again, you are relatively quick, and it's a good thing, too. Just before you smash in, about a round or so of kerfuffling goes on. Okay, you, you hear finally the door give way. You hear a woman scream out kill them once again you can hear Erstal flocks in just give a final bellow of like just give me the stone you can take it from my 
cold, dead fingers. Fine by me! And, then, and, and with that, you hear a, the roar of a large person, and then you can hear like some just crazy fighting going on. That's round one, basically. Um, you smash in through the window, or I guess sneak in through the window. Well, I think we look first. I, mean, I, I think that's what we just saw. Yeah, exactly so. Okay, so, uh, let me just... That's what we this. heard. Fair. And what we see, because I yes. imagine a nimble right, having encountered the previous ones, wouldn't make any sound. They'd be silent when moving. Is that, is that... Because the other fellow was quite... Nim was quite silent moving. Um, actually, yeah, so there was, there was just a little sort of clacking of the joints moving a little but bit. Not but not something you'd be able to hear in amongst this yeah. kerfuffle, different from the scuffle. To be clear, the Nimbarite can't speak, no. so they can't make any verbal cues or of, of any kind. But as opposed so. to, say, like a clanking golem, which oh, you're going to hear, no. these seem quite nimble, as it were. Very much so, very so, light, mostly yeah. made of wood. They're, they're essentially like large marionettes. Mm, so mm. the first thing you see as you move in is that it is a large master bedroom. It is very sort of slightly, oh, beautifully gothic in its attire, right? You know, it's got these blood, like blood red silken sheets with black satin uh, or bedposts, canopy, and canopy around the bedpost, and some very, very ornate looking furniture. There's a huge double closet. You can see that there's a, a smaller door to the side, and there is also a very ornate looking wooden chest at the, at the base of the bed. And you can see that there are two people who appear to be the Grauhums, mm. whom you have never seen before, but they are a relatively <laughs> sinister looking. They honestly, if you were to look on the front cover of Sinister Noble Weekly, mm. you would probably see these two. There is most definitely- There's a three page pinup. There's a three page pinup. Uh, so she is, there is definitely, by the way, a, a I believe, very, very deliberate Morticia and Gomez Adams vibe to these two. Wow. <laughs> I was already having a hard time, you know, reconciling having to kill these guys just based on the description of the house alone. Now you're setting this up. <laughs> this is stylish. Yeah. So they are a an attractive Tithurian couple, which as mentioned is sort of the equivalent of uh, fantasy Spain. She is tall, elegant, and while rather sinister looking, is undeniably beautiful and has a sneering expression as she has drawn a rapier from a sword cane and holds it in front of her. So far has not engaged directly in the melee. The gentleman in front of her is once again using a sword cane and is standing very protectively in front of her and has just pulled the blade, his blade out of the body of a Zent that had come forward who falls dead at his feet. Are they matching sword canes? They are, they, are, they are matching sword games. Are they a ceiling couple? Don't feel bad. Possibly. If, if they're truly Matisha and Gomez Allen, we can give them no greater gift than having them die together <laughs> in bloody combat. So like, he- Seriously. Yes. That's so she, exactly so. So she just sort of sort of sits there waiting as he pulls the sword out of this zent. Basically, uh, she just gives him a, an, an approving nod, and he takes her hand and dramatically kisses it and says. I would die for you, my ecstasy. She says, you may get your chance, darling. These so, people are evil though, right? They're uh, <laughs> making them so cool. <laughs> so, um, so he, but okay, so he's a, he's a little bit, he's a little bit more portly, but he's still yeah. very handsome. He's sort of a handsome Spanish dad bod vibe. Okay, this is the second time this game you have said dad bod. I know. Well, I want to keep my fantasy, fantasy. I, I'm, I'm liking the, uh, the meme at the moment, which is basically that um, dad bod is bear for straight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> straight, straight for bear. Exactly That's so. Pretty Good. So he has a, a, a meticulously well-trimmed moustache and goatee, and he sits there ready to defend his look. Well manscaped, you would say. I would say there is no evidence of the nimble right. However, yeah. there is, of course, their mentioned bodyguard, this enormous half orc, which yeah. is honestly the first half orc you've seen that makes Hurst look small. Ooh. He is close to eight feet tall. He has got two. He's dual wielding battle axes and has a cleft upper palate, mm-hmm. and just honestly looks like the 
the most wild barbarian you've ever seen in your entire life, has just cut through a couple of the Zents who lie dead at his feet, while Ursul Floxim has stood behind all of these men who are now mostly dead, and is like looking around. You can see that Ursul is actually for the cucumber. Is, is definitely looking around more than anything else. So, yeah. as you burst in, we're well, not burst in, but we're, we're just looking. looking. You're to be clear, we're looking. You, you are looking. So it seems like they've trimmed Crossbows down. Crossbows at the ready. It seems like they've trimmed down quite a bit. There's really just the bo- the bodyguard and Ursul and uh, one remaining Zent who now has the bodyguard staring her down and so she's not going to last. I just imagine the body are like oh yeah you don't even have a name do you? It's just a cannon fodder. Walk out of here let me fight the named character. So just lie down just lie down. You imagine next round is when the bodyguard and Erstall uh, for lack of other options are going to have to engage so what do you do? Alright we need to get some idea as to where this nimble rives is located. You do? Yeah. What do you think? Really, I think the only way to do that, um, if, if your idea is to try to skirt around everything, um, mm. all of the action, until we can come across it. Do you still have a... Do you have a potion of invisibility? Did you steal one? Let me have a look at all of my potions. We have... Uh, I know that we did uh, sell some. We did previously have one. But we kept some as well. So we have just one of invisibility. All right. That um, might be the way of it then. We've got some funky cat's grace, and that's the only other thing that I would think would be useful. By funky, mu- I mean that's the one that can have some interesting effects. Yes. Now, just to let you know, I will allow you to discuss this a little bit, but realistically your characters yeah. would have to be thinking really yes, quickly. Yes, like two seconds or so. Yes. Yeah. Now, one thing that is to your advantage, you think, at least at, the, at least for the time being, who knows what the bodyguard's going to do, but there is a brief pause. There's a, a slight ceasefire like not for very long but it looks as though Erstel is now once again not rushing forward to engage the bodyguard the bodyguard after slaying these two does actually cross his bloodied battle axes in front of him and just kind of sits there with a wild look in his eye glaring at Erstal but seems to be mostly interposing between yeah, him and the, and the Grahams the other Zant woman warrior with her short sword trembling in her fingers does not look like she's ready to step forward unless Erst- Erstal makes her probably waiting actually for the others to finish off on the staircase and come up to join them waiting for their reinforcements in the other house who so, are definitely not coming exactly so so there's the time being yeah. for the time being there's a brief ceasefire in character I would probably hold my hand up just to be like just wait let's just wait see what happens here because information the the thinking is information plus they might whittle each other down a bit we can always surprise the victor so Erstal says alright my men on the stairs will be up shortly you have no chance but you've done well so you give me your locket and the stone where's the puppet she fixes him with an imperious glare and says you will never see him he has long since fled, and I will die before your hand touches this locket. And um, the husband steps forward and says, And I will die before you come anywhere near that locket as well. Only over my dead body. Right, so then the orc says, And I will die before either. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, we get it. Brackets of death. Yeah. Right. Nobody uh, could just die. <laughs> nice and simple. Alright. Your insight would be able to give some indication as to whether she's telling the truth or not. Whether she died before giving up the locket? No, whether the puppet is already long gone. Oh, yes, okay. So, yes, I'll wisdom insight that. Please do. Um, obviously. Da-da-da. Nat 20. She is a good liar. 
But she's lying about that. She's not lying about... Actually, no, she's lying about all of it. She, she's, just, she's not actually prepared to die for this locket. And then Emperor is not gone. And well, I imagine easily communicated to Jez and probably you would just yeah. be like a subtle shake of my head that that... We've developed a kind of a sign language in the downtime, so mm-hmm. we should mm-hmm. be doing... We all know sign, sign is language. Is it one-handed yeah. sign language? It has to be. Because I was going to say, because if we're hanging off, yeah. but yeah. Well, even right. so... All right, so to you, Jez, potion of invisibility, grab the locket. Okay. And I'm going to convey Timora's blessing. Mm-hmm. And then I'm giving you guidance as well for a plus D4. Actually... I will come out of invisibility as soon as I try to take the locket, though this is just as a game thing, because that, well, I assume, would be perceived as being an attack. I'm no, trying to steal... No, it is not an attack. No? no you, you, can, you, can, you, can, you can pick it. So you can... If you were to snatch it off her, yeah, yeah. then you would become visible. But yeah. if you were just to sleight of hand, undo the locket and steal it from her, Done. then you can yeah. totally do that. Attack right. is, a, is a pretty specific keyword. Now, the, pro- the problem is, though, at the present time, because of this conversation that she's just had with still she's actually clutching it so just give it a minute so you can wait until she's not you know dramatically clutching it and everyone's looking at it because as soon as that orc engages with the uh ursa whatever they're going to start looking at that rather than the locket otherwise he's going to notice it one thing i should be fair and give you at this point is anybody that wants to now and now that you have some time to have observe this room which is exactly what you said that you were doing everyone can give me a perception check for the secret secret hidden door what the the, the smaller door isn't hidden um, perception, 23. Okay, great. Oh, I reckon you got 17. this. 17. Yep. So with a 23, you can tell that there is some shuffling coming from within the chest, which is peaked up, and, and the lid of the chest is peaked up ever so slowly, and she uh, is currently in, working her way into a, into a position where she can just gently tap the, the sheath yeah. of her cane, uh, a little message, I guess, or Morse code, or yeah. just or just a little signal tap on the chest Do itself. I see any glint coming out of there? Not at this point, because it's no. not open that no, much, no. but you can you can definitely tell there's well, something in there. All right, I'll yeah. sign yeah. chest. I'll the other, the the other thing that might be interesting, and I don't know whether we want to, whether this calls her a retcon, but it's almost like the what do you grab first uh, when someone calls fire yes. if she was saying that she'd die before you know, or that the um, nimble rider had already left on a natural 20 does she like is there a flittering gaze towards the chest or something that I wouldn't be able to see she'd have to be I like the idea but she'd have to be facing him where it's back, back. Yeah. much okay. as I want to gain the advantage like, I can only imagine we're behind her it, it is very safe to assume though that, that, yeah. that the, the, the thing in the chest could potentially be the nimble rider yeah. okay. so, right. so now you can hear the thunderous steps of uh, right. boots that are coming from the stairs right. we need to I think we watch them all kill each other and as soon as there's an opportunity Jez snatches the locket but I think we do it. Right. we need the cucumber stone I think we do it now Jez yep if you're cool with this I'm giving you Cat's Grace which is an enhanced ability cool. it will give you advantage on dexterity checks it also means you don't take damage from falling 20 feet or less unless you're incapacitated nice very good so that'll be good for stealth and sleight of hand mm-hmm. that's up for an hour alright uh, now I am taking the potion of invisibility okay and rolling stealth I'm guessing yes that is a one that is a one that is brilliant thank god also one. Oh my god it's not great it's a one with a hat a seven <laughs> plus 14 in total oh you would have also you still have guidance from me as well I don't think it's a concentration uh, yes, would you get to determine before or after you make the roll? I just need to check whether it's... I don't think it is concentration, but I just want to be sure on that. I, I don't think it is. I just want to let you know whether it works or not. This is a great idea. Kill. Cool. All right, so yes, go for it. So 16 in total. Okay. As you ch- invisibly mm-hmm. go to sneak across the floor towards her, both Erstal and her both spot you. Holy or, shit. Or can tell you're there. 
So her her head snaps, Erstall's, uh, but tries not to. Like she tries to sort of not react to you being there, but she's a bit tense and tightly wound. Erstall is clearly just a next level rogue and really no- is good at picking up on invisible people. You think he looks to the shadows on the floor, or maybe the maybe, carpet being depressed. Well, it's it's wooden floorboards, but he, he might see like your wet feet on the ground because don't forget invisibility mm-hmm. isn't perfect. It doesn't account mm-hmm. for certain things. So at that point, he actually goes for you. So we're gonna roll initiative. Hey. Maybe he thinks you're the nimble right. Who knows? Well, he just knows he's an invisible person and he knows there's a nimble right around. Exactly. Exactly. So. All right. So the plan is kill them all and take all the stuff. <laughs> plan A. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna leave. I'm done. <laughs> visible. That's it. You're right. I tried, your... you guys. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we can't see you doing that. For the record, she just threw her arms up. You're invisible. Yeah, for the podcast, she's. We don't know you're leaving. We don't know you're leaving. <laughs> I know you're flipping me off, Jez. <laughs> for the recording, Jez is flipping off everyone. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> okay, so uh, Nick, eighteen. Uh, ben, fourteen. Uh, Jez, solid, sexy six. <laughs> That's how I describe myself on Tinder. Oh my gosh. Okay. A solid sexy six out of ten. (laughs) Okay. So, Nick, you're up first. Just to be really clear, the only people reacting at the present yeah, time for, uh, are Erstel and her. I shoot Erstel, because I think he's dangerous and going straight for Jez. Well, also he's going for your sister, so... That's, that's exa- exactly right. <laughs> Let's do it. Um, so I will roll... I'm coming out from hidden. Yeah, so you will you will have advantage. Advantage, yeah. And I, you will have a sneak attack. Good, good, good. Let's hope I can hit. I'll need it. 14 plus 5 is 19. 19 to hit. I hope that hits. It does. We're yes. in trouble if it doesn't. No, no it does. It does. Okay. And that will sneak attack. All right, so that is a that. Oh, that's not bad. That's twelve plus two is fourteen plus my damage is eighteen damage. Okay. As I shoot Erstel. That is good. Preferably in his sword arm. Preferably. Your crossbow bolt whistles across the room, and the people that have not seen any, any of this nonsense uh, instigated are, are very surprised. Oh, who's this now? Jesus. And, and actually, nobody had seen you at the window, mm-hmm. even those that had seen the invisible person. So clearly, uh, this you is. You hear now. that, Jez? I'm sneaky than you, even without an invisible person. Sure thing. Absolutely. So the he, he dodges out of the way, but you can see that he wrenches himself doing so and gets a bit wo- uh, winded, sorry, as he sort of shuffles to the side. Your crossbow bolt basically just nicks his shoulder as it flies over and then it's an 18 damage nick right there yes indeed shit he is worth the hype uh, he's um, pretty tough so that is your turn no you have other things totally to not <laughs> I will bonus action I'm just getting started swing bit. from the so if I imagine I'm on the left hand side of the road right, uh, left hand side of the window you're standing on the window sill yep well now I'm going to drop down and swing around and come in from the other side essentially stealthing if I can so they'll think um, so you scramble back out yep and, and then come in from a, be ready to come in from a different angle okay so that's if fair. someone was to throw like say a small fireball or something they would hit the wrong place essentially stealthing okay give me a stealth check I mean it probably won't fool him but maybe it'll fool her or no, the yeah. or you never know well actually yeah, I didn't it's a 23 okay that's pretty good I rolled 18 alright then so it is then their turn. Mm-hmm. So a whole shitload of things happen at once. Yeah. So, first and foremost, she raps on the chest, seeing the window open. The window, so the chest itself bursts open, and there you can see the nimble right. The nimble right is, as described, effectively a strange looking swashbuckler type. Uh, ooh, what size? Cool. He's medium. He's actually quite tall. So lonely. Uh, oh, yeah, like I have to be a medium, I suppose. I mean, like he's like six five. He's quite quite, quite a tall, elongated. Most people are. So. Wow. Uh, he he has effectively like a red sort of Robin Hood hat with a feather in it. 
He has a, a, a bronzed moustache and goatee. He looks like a essentially a puppet or an animatronic uh, swashbuckler. And is most definitely clutching very, very tightly a wrapped parcel in the, their hand. And in one fluid motion, like it was clearly ready for this instruction, leaps from the chest and rushes straight out the window. Its speed is... Our window? Your window, yes, correct. With a fluid acrobatic motion, it jumps a good 10 feet, grabs the the above part, the uh, effectively the gutter outside, in one ludicrous Cirque du Soleil style motion, flips up onto the roof and goes... So to... we all get reaction attack of opportunities? Yes, you do, yes. Well, he's, he's entered our combat zone and then left. I don't disagree. He is rushing past you, yes. Well, let's try and grab the parcel as he goes. I'm for that, but it's an attack option, not necessarily a burglary thing. You know, it is an attack. You can't do a grab or a grab. Yeah, can can I use could I use my crossbow to butt the thing out from underneath his arms? No, but you could. I think you need to be armed with a melee weapon. You got a crossbow arm. You're right. I probably can't. You can't, but these two can. That's one hundred percent sure. He's not rushing past me. I'm not at the window. On the no, no. On, but you're you, you've just come in through the window. You you, he, he is running straight past you. Okay. And ad- additionally, he can't see you. So you'll you'll have surprise. You have a melee weapon. I do have a melee weapon. So attack know. the parcel. Is it attack the parcel or is it attack the guy? You uh, unfortunately with AOs, they're yes. very very limited. Okay. They, they are just a reaction. You make one melee attack. Yeah, you know, I feel like it's it's a really quick op. Well, exactly as it says, an opportunity attack. You can't yeah. do anything fancy. I don't want to take this just yet. What have you got? You don't have to. I think I'm this going is- to. Go for it. Um, it would just be a reaction. No, I get that. So, uh, 17. I mean, honestly, you don't know that he's not rushing to attack you as well or something, right? Yeah. So My concern is that you've now lost your invisibility for reals. It doesn't matter, everybody. The day, two of the dangerous people anyone. know where she is. They may know, but they don't necessarily... Um... This is what Jez would do. Yeah, she's fair. reacting. So, Jez rolls a 17. Okay. Unfortunately, that does miss. It is, it is both very, very agile and dexterous and also has really, really tough bronzed workings workings so your sword slides across it and some sparks fly and it looks at you with a strange kind of cocked head expression you think if it could glare menacingly at you it would but then otherwise unperturbed rushes to the window is Lyle taking his Lyle is not going to take the reaction to this when this automaton leaps out the window he's climbing up I assume towards the roof yes correct yes alright well when it gets to my turn things will happen I guess very well then so so it scrambles up onto the roof and then goes to basically leap onto goes to scramble towards the end looks like it's going to be basically running across from rooftop to rooftop I should tell you meta wise at this point that anybody that wants to engage in a chase scene to follow this thing 100% can even though that technically your movement speed and whatever would be restrictive in this point chase scenes are something that I can nominate and if anybody wants to follow him that'll be be a chase scene and you can can definitely do so that's what I'm definitely doing I I would definitely do that that's cool Jez would definitely do that 100% now with this you are now visible completely and Erstel when he sees you become visible looks in in horror and alarm at the weapon that you're wielding in your hand that you went to do the attack of opportunity with and realizes of course that it is in fact his dagger he yeah sees the dagger says what and then just <laughs> just really freaks out and then I'm actually going to say with disadvantage because he is so confused at the fact that this person has his dagger that he had gone missing just out of confusion and or anger is going to jump forward and uh, make an attack on you Jez Jez what is your armor class 14 okay he says that's my dagger 
Oh, this? Oh, I just found it on the ground. You're very careless leaving it around. He just, he just screams out, ah, and just r- rushes forward and lashes out with two attacks from his uh, large sort of bastard sword. One of them you deftly block and s- sort of skip out of the way, but with the other one he lashes down and it does ever so slightly slice into your leg. And that is no, no sneak attack or anything like that, though. And so that is going to be... Oh, my. Maybe not so slightly. So first of all, take seven damage from the blade as it slices your thigh. Mm-hmm. Then can you please give me a constitution saving throw? Not my uh, best stat. It's uh, all right though, 18. Fantastic. So you can feel the wicked burn of the poison as it courses through your blood, but you are unaffected and you manage to hold it off and not take any further damage from it. At that point- I wipe the dagger. I take the dagger out now and then I wipe the dagger with my blood. Oh, okay, nice. Fantastic. So at that point then, the Gralhons are actually just going to sort of sit back and watch. They just kind of form a very defensive posture. Effectively, they are taking the dodge maneuver. So yep. she continues to clutch her locket really, really tightly. And uh, her husband is in front of her, still in, in a defensive posture. The bodyguard is going to just go for Erstal. So surges forward and is going to lash out with two of his battle axes, of course, just swinging wildly while Erstal is fixated and screaming in blind rage at you, Jez. So one of them misses, the other attacks, the other attack hits and slices deeply into Erstal, who rolls with the hit really well. He has a very, a very, very skilled, but very sort of casual fighting style. Erstal still fights like someone who's just been in a million street fights and just is very kind of nonchalant and doesn't use any more energy that is re- than is required with almost a, a practiced grace despite his girth. He sways out of the way and turns a lethal attack into basically a, a almost harmless slash across his ribs. Mm-hmm. So the Zentarum warrior woman rushes forward and essentially just goes to crash tackle uh, Yala Grelhund. It effectively works like this. So in, in this round, she just straight up gets past her husband and crash tackles her into the ground and starts to wrestle with her for the locket. Oh, wow. And, uh, yeah, at that, at that point, obviously, they, they both look on in horror. Then there's Ben's turn. All right. You're on the outside. You're in a good position. Uh, you're in the middle of what's going to be a hideous outnumbering. We need the locket. I'm going for the locket. Going for the locket? Okay, absolutely. So, you rush forward into yep. the room. Yep. And you're just going to get involved in this grapple, basically? Yeah, for like a better term, that's exactly what's going to happen. Okay, sounds good to me. So, you rush forward. You can see that both the uh, the Zent woman and Lady Grailhund are wrestling over this locket. You can just effectively just go and try to grab it as a as a maneuver, as a grappling maneuver. Uh, is that going to be straight strength, or is there a dex option? The, the problem is, because they're both clutching it so tightly... There lies the challenge. It isn't really a situation where you could nimbly... Understood. If you can create a distraction or a large enough noise, you might have them release off... A yeah, or, or the problem is doing that. Do so. The problem is doing that, that, and the same action that I can yeah. grab it. Who has the necklace of fireballs? I, don't know uh, what that looks I would. Like. I'm usually the holder of things. I yeah. believe Jez does. Yes. Yep. Just pointing out, we have a necklace of fireballs. I mean, it's a big one. It's a big fireball. You want to sort out a lot of people at once? Let's not sort ourselves out at the same time. I'm inclined mm-hmm. to bring the sword. All right. Out. As okay, so let's turn our attention to something else. So the locket. She's got it currently around the neck. If I can, I'm going to use sleight of hand to unclasp the uh, locket from Lady Grohan's uh, neck. Okay. So she no longer has like it around, around her. Around her, it's just and now her. it's kind of okay. straight contested. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. So 
Let's do that. Let's do that. Absolutely, you can. It's worth noting, by the way, that if you were okay with no, you hmm? from from just just not negating the fireball option, just to be really clear. Sure. Uh, with positioning and so forth, you could target Erstal and the bodyguard and the fireball blast while not targeting Jez or in fact anybody else. So if you only wanted to attack the bodyguard and Erstal with mm-hmm. the fireball, you could do so. That's what I was thinking. Because like the way there's always a way to throw it, so you don't you won't get everybody. It'll but you it'll don't get it'll, it'll possibly set fire to the wall, but that's yeah, fine. That's a, good. Just just letting you know. Ultimately, oh cool, but I feel like we need something for the blow. You, you feel like we need something for the what, sir? The blow, the getting out. Okay, yeah. What did you get for your sleight of hand check? Ah, glad you asked. Uh, that is a fifteen. So both of them look up at you in confusion, but you do slip in and you definitely unfasten the clasp. And so now now it is just purely being contested yep. by these two uh, very determined women who are wrestling on the ground. Don't mind me. <laughs> Don't mind me. <laughs> they really have nothing to say to you, but it's it, it's a very odd occurrence. There's people popping up out of everywhere. Yep. Um, the footsteps get closer and closer and closer on the stairs, of course, and then it's going to be Nadia's turn. Jez, are you following the nimble right engaging in a chase scene? Yes. We can run that at the same time as the combat. It'll just get, you know, it'll just, we'll just break out the chase rules. Yep. So, ah, crap. Now I'm alone. All right. No, I'm still there. I'm undecided at the moment. So basically, I'll see Jez run past me. and You I'll will still have the option of pursuing. I'll, I kind of stuck in the middle of you guys. Okay, so it works out like this. The nimble right is going to be running across the rooftops and you are going to be following using your acrobatics. Mm-hmm. Now, every round, uh, the way this works is that you can choose to, because because you're a rogue and you have the, the dash action, if you, if you attack, you, you have two choices. You can either roll your athletics check with advantage, mm-hmm. or you can just roll normally, mm-hmm. but also make an attack each round. Yeah, it'd have to be a ranged attack, so using a crossbow. Up to you. I am concerned that 17 didn't hit before. So when I get to it, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there would be, would it be like a tackle or something like that if I'm not attacking, or? So when you reach it, it'll be a, it'll be a fight scene. Like, yeah. so you're, it, it, it'll be a, a grabbing it, that's for sure. Okay. You would know um, that most likely. I prefer to get to, to it quicker. Uh, rather than uh, later so yeah I would be rolling with advantage and actually here's one thing I'll say so it it works out as simply as this okay Uh, 10 is 1 point 15 is 2 points 20 is 3 points cool every round both you and the nimble right are going to roll and whoever gets to 10 first wins either he gets either the nimble right gets away or you or you catch the nimble right yeah I will say though in this particular instance because your goal is to effectively corner corner and snatch the object Mm -hmm. Uh, you may have the option of just trying to sort of steal it from him. I think we need to sort the nibble right out, though. Yeah, so likely you're concerned about it just, you know, screwing about t- town. Like, it's not really... Yeah. It, it is sort of evil by nature. Yeah. Okay, it's so... wrong. Let's do the first round of this uh, of this chase scene. So, you are just going to double down, so you're going to roll your acrobatics with advantage, and let me know if you roll any odd numbers, because that creates a complication, which you will then have to deal with. It's not a great first one. Fifteen. So mark down two points. Lightning crashes above your head dramatically as our camera pans across the rooftops of Waterdeep with you and the Nimble Right running across the slanted roofs. The Nimble Right itself is going to not actually do a heck of a lot better. It, it pulls a little bit a little bit ahead of you, but can I ask, did you roll any odd numbers? No. No, okay, great stuff. So the Nimble Right did, and so what happens is though, it has to deal with a complication. So the complication in this particular case, there's a, a big list of them. So as you run across the rooftops of the adjoining building, all of a sudden, the nibble right itself just crashes through the roof and falls down through some rickety some rickety scaffolding and soon is on the upper floor of someone's house. You hear people screaming with cries of alarm. You can continue to run across the rooftop or you can drop down into the building and follow it through the building, but it's with its trajectory. You can just actually keep running along this roof, assuming that it's 
going to keep running through the building. I through the building. Want to keep an eye on it? To be honest with you. So you, so Jazz drops down behind it and runs runs across. As it gets to the end, it bursts out into what appears to be a small family's living room. You can hear people from the bedrooms behind screaming and uh, and with, with cries of alarm, calling for the city watch. As then we're right, just with one fluid Winter Soldier style motion, just jumps through the window, grabs the drain pipe on the other on the other end. You're going to have to do this complication because you've come down. So an athletics check to leap across this chasm. So athletics or acrobatics? Oh, sorry, acrobatics. Okay. Uh, unnatural 20. Good. Odd number. Great stuff. So, this ends this round of the chase scene, and both of you have, have just smashed out through the window in, you know, uh, action movie style, and rolled up on top. Jez, keeping track with this thing, which is supernaturally agile. You're actually feeling pretty damn good about yourself. Nick. So... I guess they're out of sight for now, unless I move. No, you can. You so okay. B- because of the abstract nature of chase okay. scenes, if you want to join in on this, you absolutely can now. Okay. So what I will do, my plan is. So you can choose each round because you're a rogue to either take advantage on your acrobatics and just double down on catching him, mm. or whether you prefer to just roll it straight and but also get an attack. That one. I'm gonna move and shoot. Okay. So that, that works out pretty well because Jazz is gonna be a little bit ahead of yes, you. Yes. And you're, I, since I have the ranged weapon, I can keep pinging at it and ex- exactly not catch so. them but keep level as it were. So running across the room tops behind dramatically. Nick, of course. Uh, Cape billowing in the breeze. Cape billowing in the breeze. As you see them fall through the roof of a building and then smash out the window and clamber upon the roof of an adjacent building. As the nimble right scrambles up, you take a careful shot and... Yeah, then I lose the advantage I'd get, so it's just regular shots. Exactly. Um, Nat, 20. Wow. Great stuff. Great stuff. Uh, so that's for your attack roll, I assume. Yep. yep. Good stuff. And so, so what is... This is maximum... Is it roll an extra die? No, no, you double all dice. Double all so, dice. Uh, so, okay, well, it, it, it isn't a sneak attack, but you still... Oh, yes. But you still double it. Alas, this will be rest, less than a regular attack, then. Well, well less than a sneak attack. It'll be more than a regular attack. Yeah. 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 <laughs> nice. <laughs> Could have just doubled it, saved myself the trouble. 14... A, uh, 17. 17 damage. Wow. Okay, so, Jez, from your point of view, you see the familiar sign of your brother's crossbow bolt fly just a little bit too close to your ear I'm going to say like it's he's, 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 he's coming in a bit close right he's a little bit too confident in his, in his marksmanship although apparently with good cause because it thuds directly into the body of this thing so back to the fight scene in the Graalhorn Villa that is then everyone else's turn so just one second sorry uh, first of all Erstal and the bodyguard are now fighting they, it, right. is, it, is, it is just all between those two they are, they are purely focused on each other so it works out like this there is a furious exchange the bodyguard cleaves for the first time in, into Erstal rather badly and gives him a good solid thwack in the ribs. You hear some ribs crunch and break. Erstal, however, does manage to run through and kill a bodyguard oh. who falls down to the ground. So Shite. the bodyguard is now dead. Erstal is wounded, very wounded, but mm. is still up and up and running. Uh, the two ladies wrestling on the ground continue. Hunt. Lord Gralhund is going to step forward and is going to daftly skewer the Zentarum thug mm. from behind while oh, she grapples with his wife he runs her through the heart with his sword cane yeah. and she falls off to the ground and says and then just you know reaches down to, to take his wife's hand and says are you okay my darling I've never been more turned on in my life such fierce determination I want to take you right now <laughs> and so she says later darling we have a short visitor mm-hmm. and she's like turning to look at you uh, Ben it's now your turn 
Boy, I'm so glad I went in here to help out. All right. There is one round before the thunderous footsteps from outside will add more sense to the mix. Oh, good. All right. Excellent. Um, Lyle reconsiders his life choices. Not for the first time. All right. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. I really don't know what it is that I can do in this scenario that's going to be of use, except... Here's the thing. Yes. Yeah, Lyle. Stitch. Yeah, what's up? So, in clasping her husband's hand in a frenzy of passion and with the Zent woman now dead. dead upon her she has let go of the locket has she? Mm-hmm. okay that's pertinent information <laughs> it is still it is still nestled securely in her bosom but is not tethered by chain or by blood soaked hand grasp we'll take an action to take it yeah. oh no you get one interaction with an object if you're cool with that then I will take that okay alright well here we go then as they stare longingly into other, into the other's eyes I suspect her he eyes starts to kiss wide. her. he starts to kiss her multiple times from her hand or wherever wrong. actually no here's what <laughs> <laughs> She's kissing. Yeah, he's kissing her arm as my arm reaches up to grab the locket okay. as delicately as I can. Okay. His lips land on my arm <laughs> before he realizes that he's going down as opposed to up. <laughs> That's hilarious. Okay, good, good. Clasping, good. Clasping, you, you do the multiple kiss misdirect. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Clasping the locket desperately in my arms. Yes. I am going to drop uh, enhance ability from Jez. Okay. I am giving it to me. Okay. As the action, and then I'm going to trust to the notion that we are about 20 feet up. Yes. Or less. Yes, correct. And hurl myself out the window. <laughs> okay, so you run you run to the window and you hurl yourself out whilst clutching the locket. Uh, now, you will provoke an attack of opportunity. Understood. Uh, from him. Uh, she does not have her sword on her person, so cannot. Cool. He, however, despite kissing her arm, still has his Understood. rapier. Uh, what is your armor class, sir? 14. Okay, that will hit you for seven damage as he Ooh. slices you from behind you feel a slight nick on the back of your neck but you otherwise I'm not even to... near him funny but you do manage to get away now you no I don't oh no seven yes shit no that's at 19 oh dear yeah alright What well, did you take previous damage yeah from the previous encounter surely we would have healed no, up you didn't, couldn't have. you didn't have an hour that's the no, problem we did potion I think with the other I think it would be fair to say with the other two running off we probably would have downed a potion knowing we were two people down I, I don't think that's an incredible retcon it's it's not I I actually I didn't realize, if, if I'd known you were wounded I would have suggested it when we started you the session you do have one health potion on you according to my record and also this is unlike your characters we've had two weeks in between games and so yeah, otherwise, not as cognizant about of everything. Legitimately, occurring. it did occur to me, and I looked and I saw I had taken no damage, right. so I didn't bother. Can I? We, we, we can definitely say that you've had a healing version. We can definitely. All right. If, if, you want. if you're comfortable with this, I am, uh, because it is very much changing what would uncertainly be, you know, certain death. Uh, Look, I'm okay with the TPK, but. Yeah, I feel I we would have done that. It did. Yes. I, know, All right. did I still have an inspiration point. If I spend the inspiration point, then yeah, that would. Yeah. Actually, let's do that. A, I think that's a fair. That's a fair compromise. We'll yeah. say that if you spend the inspiration point to retroactively say that you had a healing potion, that I had the foresight to have taken it prior. Exactly so. So let's roll that and see what. Yeah. Oh, at the very least, you're not down. So while you True. work out how many hit points you have. All right. So that's two d eight, isn't it? Two d eight plus five. Yes. Thank you. No, I'm definitely not down. Good. Uh, so let's see, that is an 8, 12 points of damage. That would have been fully healed, so I'm taking 7. Okay, you grab that, you get a slight nick on the back of the neck, you leap out the window into the rain. Once again, the wind smashes you in the face. You can yeah. hear cries of alarm, mostly from Erstal, who is uh, going to be staggering after you, unfortunately. I'm sure. Now we cut to the end of the round and the chase scene in tow. So, once again, you'll all roll together. So you're attacking again, mm-hmm. and, and and then Jez, you are just straight up trying to catch. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Yeah. Where, where are you at currently as far as points go? Five. Fantastic. Where, where are you? 
computer points. I know, I didn't roll. We got all caught up in sneak attacks and things like that. Rolling Um, 13. 13. So, one point. So, you're falling a little bit a little bit behind them, but not so much now that you're going to have disadvantage on your attack. Now I'll roll for this round, shall I? And Jez as well. Jez, roll your acrobatics, and let me know if you roll any odd numbers. 16 with an odd. Okay. That's two points. So, two points and a complication. Jez, what did you get? So 21, and no odd. So 21, no odd. Fantastic. So at this point, you and the Nibblerite descend down from the rooftops into an alleyway. So the Nibblerite scrambles down, and now you're running through the streets. Uh, Nick, you are still above, taking pot shots with your crossbow. What was your attack roll? It will be. Not great. Definitely won't hit because I needed a seven. A seven okay, I'm going to use my inspiration to re-roll that. Okay. Because I feel this is a fairly key scene. Yes. Now that's worse. I'm going to use one of my luck points to re-roll that. Okay. That's much better. So that's a 17 plus my five. One luck point and one inspiration spent. 22 to hit. That will hit, yes. Most definitely. Uh, only five damage this time. Okay. So in the alleyway, the number right did, however, encounter yet another complication. As it runs through the alleyway, all of a sudden, one of the windows of a building <laughs> opens up and just completely close lines it. It plummets down to the ground and they have disadvantage and actually rolls terribly on that as well. So it tries to scramble to its feet, but Jez, what are your points at now? Eight. Eight, okay. So yeah, you're almost caught it. You're about like 15 feet behind it as it runs and runs and runs and clanks and has that strange kind of horror movie motion to it. That sort of ungainly- That stop motion Ray Harrison style. Inhuman, particularly as it's kind of flipping itself up to its feet after being knocked prone, right? So, and and Nick, even, even though you haven't rolled as many points because of its lack of proficiency in this, you 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 are closing in on it from above as well. So that is then going to be Erstal's turn. Who is going to just straight up jump out the window <laughs> after you? Uh, and, and is going to just he's going to just take the damage. Will he not take attacks of opportunity from both no. uh, the remaining? He's killed the bodyguard. He's not in melee range. He's about fifteen feet from them. Oh, so okay, while yeah. ran past it to leap out the window. Exactly. That. Uh, he looks sort of plaintively at the. In reinforcements that are coming up the stairs, but then yeah. realize he can't wait for them right. because you're leaving with the locket, so he yeah. dives down. And I'm taking you. the express elevator, so so is he. Yes, he is, but he, unlike you, will be able to tr- attempt to reduce the damage with acrobatics, but will still take some. Good. It'd be funny if that kills him. He just dramatically leaps out and breaks his neck. So you see, he leaps and has a good little duck and roll, but yeah. he lands hard in the air. You, you can't. Oof. You can't not. Yeah, exactly. It's oof, and he almost rolls into the bushes, but he's mm. right next to you. Oh and, shit! And is going to be. Um, and so with that then he is going to attack you sir crap alright what is your armor class? 14 okay you are skewered he's gonna hit he's gonna hit like whoa so because he has two attacks as well yeah only one hits though now take 7 damage and then make a constitution saving throw ah yes alright 14 so 14 yeah yep seems likely so could you no it's 15 I'm so sorry so could you please take yep Jesus you've taken 7 damage from the I know I'm keeping track um yep do it Tom so I mean you're not dead but you're definitely down so it's, yep. it's, it's as simple as that. It's as simple as that. You can't be... What are your total hit points? Uh, total hit points is 19. Okay, so you're, you're, you're definitely down, but you're not dead. 
Right. Uh, the poison courses through as, as you desperately, bravely, little Lyle the Halfling <laughs> stands up, clutching this locket after after having uh, deftly stolen it. All you can see is the slash, and then your upper arm, you can feel it's cut into you, and then you can yeah. feel the burn of the poison, and then your head starts to spin and yep. swim and swim and swim, and then all of a sudden the rain is directly in your face, and you don't remember that, but then you realize that your head is resting comfortably on the grass as slowly darkness descends upon you. Yep. Luckily, the last yep. thing you see is not him standing forward to slit your throat but rather just grasp the locket from your fingers that's alright I imagine the poison's going to do the business alright almost cer- almost certainly so that is then going to be the chasing let's do it so Jez the rain pelts down upon you as you are about to hopefully about to corner this nimble right in the end of an alleyway you're running through the rat's nest that is the alleyways of the north ward of Waterdeep make your roll oh natural 20 you easily catch it. And in fact, you catch it. You, you catch the Nibbler Rite so deftly <laughs> that you are going to be able to actually make an attack as well in this round to start things off. So, and to be clear, you are choosing to attack it rather than just try and steal the thing. You don't want this uh, nefarious Nibbler Rite running around? Yeah, correct. Okay. It's a menace. So it turns around, realizing that, you've, that, it, that, it, that it's had its run and just draws a sword on you and sort of cocks its head to the side in a menacing fashion and it actually gives you the little bring it on gesture yeah, yeah, yeah. with its hand. I say, oi! Rusty, that's not yours. Uh, And that is a 17, which does not do anything. No. Now, you have inspiration. Okay. Are you attacking with the magic dagger? Yes. No. Okay. You stand forward and you lash out with the... Oh, oh, don't forget, short sword and dagger. So two two attacks. Oh, okay. Uh, Second attack does hit. I get advantage on that too, yes? Yes, you do. Yes, so that does hit uh, with the short sword. So 2d6... Or is it just 1d6... 1d6 plus 3. You hit with a short sword, no sneak sneak attack, attack. so it'll just be, yeah. Uh, 9 damage, though. 9 damage. Fantastic. All right, so this nimble right is looking quite wounded. It's taken some some damage from the chase, right? From Mm -hmm. being being clocked with the window opening, with falling through the building, with Nick shooting it very soundly in the back. So this is really... Best way to shoot someone, straight in the back. Can I just ask, just in case this becomes relevant later, how does the fireball work? Is it like throwing a grenade? It's exactly like throwing a grenade. You, it, it shatters on impact. Mm-hmm. So you throw it, and the little the little bead. Once it's off, so here's a, here's a really fun fact about necklace of fireballs. When the little crystal is is attached to the necklace, mm-hmm. it's almost indestructible. Yeah. It's, as, it's as hard as magical items. As soon as you pull it off, it becomes as fragile as an egg. And so then, any impact, like crushing it in your hand, if you're that suicidal, or throwing it, any impact will set it off. Okay. And that's how it works. It's good to know. Yeah, good to know. So we'll see if it's necessary. So it is a, it is a good fencer, and it but it, it it fails to get your second attack, which sticks right into the side of its neck and you can see some of its cogs become unfastened and it looks to you and just kind of like like it almost grinds its cogs together to make like a growling sound at you. Nick, you can take your, your turn. All right, now we're out of the chase. Am I correct in saying this? This is correct. Right, so I'll use my movement to get just catch up. I'll use my bonus action to insightful him. So he needs to roll defense against my charisma deception. If this thing has any. Charisma deception. Okay. No. Um, against my seven plus twelve. You beat it. So now I get sneak attack on. I get the advantage on it. You, no, you, sorry, it gives me sneak attack, not advantage. Correct. Which you I, have anyway, because Jez is engaged with it. Oh well. You know what? Okay, good. But but but, but still, it's nice to Does that give me sneak attack or advantage? I no, just sneak attack. Sneak attack. Yeah. Good. Okay, good. This may be worth the uh, Although I will say, just for role-playing purposes, yeah. I don't wish to kill it, I wish to render it almost functional. This is one instance in which I will definitely let you do that. Yep. Because you know that their operating mechanical stuff is all in their head. 
Yeah. And so, so you can destroy its body and it won't die. And Jez, if you could do the same, because for roleplay purposes. Okay. I will roll a crap. I'll use a lock to redo that one. And I will roll... 17 is enough to not hit it, isn't it? Yes, it is. All right. <laughs> it's, it's just enough to not hit it. I'll roll my last... I'll use my last luck because I feel that this is an important fight and I have to attack. Miss. There we go. Jez. Okay. No. Oh, no, you're dying in the background. Yes. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, make, sorry, Lyle does make a death save, though. Sorry. I'll do that now while you're doing your thing and I'll let you know what the results are. Did it attack? Can't yet. You had the advantage because you caught it so handily. Um, it'll, it'll, get, it'll go after, it'll go after uh, Jez now. Sorry, Nadia, go, please. Uh, so, no longer advantage or anything here? No, that's correct. Lashing out with my dagger, I'm going to try to do as much damage as possible. Okay. Uh, that is going to be a miss. It brings its sword up and deftly parries your blade. It is a skilled fencer. On the second, it also missed. Wow, okay, so that happens. Uh, the second blade, once again, it, it just backs off, backs off, and then with an almost villainous posture of glee, stands forward to return the favor upon you. You told me not to kill it, so what do you what do you want from me? <laughs> <laughs> what is, what's uh, you what's know, to actually hit point? with your weapons? You know, a little bit of competence would be nice. Well, listen. I guess basic level competence is what I want from you, Well, Jez. you didn't explain that, so. <laughs> yeah. Be clear. The fact that I have to explain please. basic competence to you no. says so much. Jez, so rude. Jez, it lashes out with its sword and rapier with three attacks. Hey, oh. Um, Good. What is your armor class? 14. Yeah. Oh, so you're dead. That is two hits for eight each, 16 damage in total. So, it is a flurry of swordsmanship. You manage to block a couple of things, but there is a furious exchange. Sparks fly as your twin, both of your twin blades cross many times until eventually you are sliced across your ribs. Avenge me, brother! <laughs> Wait, are you down? I mean, you're down. No. No. Okay. I'm so, just saying that. <laughs> <laughs> so, you, you just say, avenge me! It looks at you with a strange, uh, a, a curious uh, expression. Well, not expression, but like I said about it. It turns its head slow. Slightly. It tilts its head slightly, as though, as though confused by these strange creatures. That is then... Uh, roll and hope I get more than 12. I did. I hit. Yay! With sneak. Sneak a sneak. Let's just hope this is big. Big whammies. Big whammies. Uh, it's not bad. Uh, no, it's not actually. It's not great. It's 3 plus... It's th- uh, 6, 16 damage. That's, you know... That's, that's good, yeah. I, that, that, these two came up well. I was more than D8 on a 2 that didn't look so good. 16 damage. That finishes it. So, the cr- so Jez, you can just see that as you cross blades with this nimble right, it has pushed you up your back <laughs> against the wall of the alleyway, and then out of nowhere, once again, a little bit too close to your ear for comfort. Once again, every time with this guy, the crossbow bolt sails across and sticks right between this thing's throat yeah. Pinning it to the wall and doing enough damage to make it go. You notice the light fade out of its eyes. I kick it and you hear like a tin can sound. <laughs> exactly so. I and can. there's a pop as it, it's it, the parcel that it was carrying clanks to the ground. And as it unravels, you can see that there is a strange looking green stone in kind of a long oval shape. And it has on it three um, eyes in, it, well actually it has three spaces for eyes mm. it has the the lids and the mm. indentations as though it had three eyes but mm. they all look to me have been plucked out that'd be the cucumber thing you're talking about that would be the arboleth so that this is it 
It is less than a foot long, yeah. and it is very it's, 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 six it's, inches. Then somewhere, it's somewhat. <laughs> do you do you pick it up? Uh, yeah. Fantastic. You are now possessed. I will hop down from the roof, okay. nimbly, walk up to its spasming frame, as it were, and yes. draw a small wooden sword from my belt. Okay. That was given to me. Yes. And I shall just uh, basically slowly slide it into the gears, sort of up inside its head workings. Oh my. Okay. And finish it off that way. Okay. As I promised, I would. You did. So you you end its existence with the wooden sword given to you by Squidly. Well done. Very cinematic. Mm. I love it. In fact, you may all have advantage just for that. That's great. Not advantage. Uh, inspiration. inspiration. Inspiration for that. Lyle. First death save is passed. The first thing you feel as you regain consciousness with the with the rush of heavenly healing magic flowing through your body as you cough and splutter against the healing potion that is being administered to you right. is the fact that you are surrounded by the prickly sensation of being inside a bush. So you are clearly <laughs> deep deep within the rose bush that is in, in the, in the yep. garden nearby. Looking up, you can see you get uh. so fucked over so often. <laughs> you guys leave me. Anytime. It's because you're too short and your little legs just don't quite no. follow us. Anytime it's like, okay, Jez is in the room. She's outnumbered. I'll get in there to help. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Sorry, she's completely incompetent. She'll die without me. You can see the cheeky, smiling face of uh, Felrecht Lafine, the drow uh, lieutenant that of... Brigandeth. Brigandeth, yep. who is currently covered in blood himself Ooh. and has got some very big slashes and burn marks on his clothing. So his sort of, you know, Renaissance era leather armor is burnt on the upper yep. parts. His cloak is actually half slashed and burned. Uh-huh. And his sort of short, his, his hair is now singed and spiky, uh, but he just sort of sits there. He looks unhurt though, and he it just finishes, administers a healing potion to you with his pistol out and ready, trained at the yard. At the at, By the way, you can now see what has occurred in the interim is that the City Watch have arrived and are now surrounding Ooh. the Growlhound Manor and are clearly like running inside, cooling out all sorts of things. You can see the flap, flap, flap of griffins soaring above you uh-huh. and says, it was partially for selfish reasons that I thought to do this. Do you have somewhere we can uh, escape to? A way out of here? Alright, the lay of the land. Is there any place that I can think of that I would know uh, that would get access out of here? What he's, what he's probably really describing is basically just getting out of the manor stealthily. So he's dragged you into the bush. So yeah. from the looks of it, as long as you timed the... You, you're, you're in luck because it's so foggy, of course. Yep. And because of the rain. As long as you time the griffin flybys delicately enough, you'll yep. be able to find a gap because you you are right near the wall so you can scamper over the wall all right looking up through the uh monthly knotted collection of thorns yes and then he's i realize it's not very comfortable but it was either that or be out in the open to be seen by all i don't think in either case i would have been uh in a position to complain what happened to the human oh uh so he uh stabbed you and you fell i thought you were dead but then he grabbed something that you had in your hand uh, it looked like a piece of jewellery. But he killed two of the city watch to get back into the manor. Very strange. I would have cut my losses and run. Into the manor? Mm. Okay, that actually kind of pulled me right up. Into the manor? Indeed, yes. He had a clear exit. He clearly had what he needed. But when, when the city watch started to surround the manor, he chose to go back into it. 
I look to the manor. Is there just any further signs of battle or commotion? I imagine there's commotion. One thing you can now see from your angle in the backyard, so to speak, here, is that there is one other door that leads into the manor itself, which, by the way, is once again smashed open, and there's a couple of corpses, which unfortunately look like just regular servants. It looks like there's a, a housemaid yeah. and a cook that are dead outside that door. It looks like this door leads, like, sort of in the back door, like, to the kitchen area type thing. Right. He says, well, he went in there, but I suggest we flee rather than follow him. He may have an exit that we do not. He knows more than we do about this place. Yes, let's go. All right. Yeah. Um, book for the wall. Book for the wall? Okay. So leaving the leaving the mansion behind, you book for the wall, looking around there. G- give me a perception check. All right. Actually, rather than a stealth check, because it's really going to be a case of timing this well. This That's is like true. one of those stealth games where you really just have to t- to time where the guards are facing and how, yeah. how quiet you're being is going to be irrelevant. 22. Great. So with the two of you, you scramble over the building, you plop down on the other side, and with that, you take off across the, across the small cobblestone street until you're in an alleyway safe. Cut back to you two in your alleyway now, Jez and Nick. So, I will extend my hand to sort of help you off the wall. Uh, right. Yep, thanks. Good one. Bit close, that. A little bit close for comfort. On that note of you being almost dead, I should mention that I had a, run, a little run-in with Grandma there. And uh, she uh, <clears throat> may have mentioned that she wants your head within, like, a couple of ten weeks. Oh, yeah. Thanks for telling me. There you go. I just didn't want you know, I haven't really had a chance. So I sort of fobbed her off and said, yes, yeah, probably you, or maybe we'll provide her with Squidworst's head or something. But uh, you could really have to act a little bit uh, carefully around this. Or kill her. That's fine. Come at me. <laughs> well, I think the machine just did, and it almost gave, did its job, her job for her. I was fine. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> you are bleeding a little bit from your necks. Both sides. Speaking of, <laughs> she takes a healing potion. Oh, actually, she can roll a hit dice now. If you I'll take, take an hour. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. that's right. We're not going to do that at the moment. Um, yeah, so she takes a health potion. This then. is probably be a good time for it. I will take the head of the Nemorite. Okay. I will wrap it up in the cloth as well. Just Okay. What does so. a health potion give me? A, what do I roll for that one again? Sorry, is it 2d8? So if it's one of Fala's, it's 2d8 plus 5. Yep. And a wacky random effect. Not with this one. Not with this one. We're also going to be asking uh, my drow rescuer, where where are the lock twins? Oh, of course. So <laughs> while you're while Jez is quaffing a potion, we will cut back to Lyle, and he says, "Oh, uh, I don't know. When I arrived, they had uh, they had, they had, they'd gone. Although I saw some people uh, running across the rooftops." Yeah, that would at least be Nick. All right, we need to we need to hang around for a little bit. All right then. So with that, he says, "Well, listen, <laughs> you've got me out of the manor. Thanks again. I look forward to working with you again in the future." So you, by the way, you got back nine health. Nine health. All right, thank you. So he pulls out another small potion and I says, "I got it. I got separated from my uh, my companion and." Frankly, uh, I'm not as concerned for his safety as yours. No offense. No, no, seems deserved. Gonk, gonk, gonk. Uh, so he just uh, he just gives a little a little bow and says, "Well, I must go and rejoin him. You rejoin yours. I hope to see you later." Thanks to you. That's going to be going to be not. Oh, thank you. He stops for a second and turns and says, "Listen, do you know exactly what it is he was after? They were after fair play. He was after a locket and a nimble right." So, do you know what um, was so special about that locket? I thought it belonged to a friend of ours, but no, that, it was different. The brief time that I had it, it was clearly different. Whatever it was, both the, um, the Growlins and... Oh, what's his name again, sorry? The rogue? The... Oh, Erstal. And Erstal put a lot... Put, were willing to put their lives on the line for it. 
And the nimble rat? I understand it is a unique creature amongst its kind, but why is it so important? I'm not sure about the nimble rat yet, but we do know that it had something in its possession. A strange kind of oblong shape with three eyes on it. Okay, he, he, he looks quizzical for a second and rubs his chin and says, Well, we shall pursue our inquiries and maybe I have a chance to share more information in the future. For now, adieu. And with that, he turns and runs away. Tomorrow with you. The lock twins emerge at the other end of the alleyway that you are in, and you, the three of you, converge once more. You left me. We got the head and the cucumber. Did you get the locket? You left me! <laughs> I'll take that as a no. Gar, <laughs> incompetence. You just, all you just me. don't keep up, Lyle. <laughs> should have grabbed the locket and run. Oh, I'm sorry. Maybe, maybe you should next take up thank jogging. You. At least he apologized. Maybe, maybe next time, with the help of an invisibility potion and the blessings of Timora, you could not stub your toe the moment you climb in through a window. Maybe I thought you were supposed to be good at this. Maybe if Timora blessed a little better, it wouldn't have happened. Oh. Yeah, maybe Timora was just having an off day, my oh. friend. I think we know who's having the off day at the moment. It's me. <laughs> I don't disagree. <laughs> Evidence, listen, evidence bears out. He's grumpy. He needs a nap, clearly. Let's clearly get out of here and um, we'll pop him in bed. You know, when you're feeling better, I will teach you how to steal properly. <laughs> I'm not taking lessons, especially from you. That actually explains a lot if you don't take lessons. That would explain oh. I shouldn't have trusted you with it in the first place. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. That's amazing. I mean, you're not taking lessons, but you are getting schooled. No, it's okay. I'll give him like a little pat on the shoulder. <laughs> Let's go home again. Tussle his I'll, hair. Tussle his hair. No, no, we're not there yet. <laughs> we're, not, we're not there yet. <laughs> so that's great. So I guess are you are you leaving to go back to Troll Skull now, or what are you doing? I think I yeah. want to go get drunk and go hang out with my shape changer girlfriend. That makes perfect sense. Also, perhaps to at least report that the culprit for doing this terrible thing in your neighborhood has been dealt with, perhaps. Oh, yes, that too. Who are we reporting this to? I don't know. The neighborhood, I think. Well, we can go back to the temple. Mm. That we do. Yeah, we do need to visit the temple of God. All right, so we'll fade away on this scene now as the rain pitter-patters down on the tall buildings around you as you make your way through the darkened alleyway. Thanks for listening to Shared Sagas. All music on the show is used under Creative Commons. Check the episode notes for full details.